0: This is the Accounting Insider Show. So this is another thing that a lot of investors are unaware of. There's got to be an easier way. It's cheapable for anyone. It doesn't cost anything to set up a business. Because there are many great ideas out there, but it's the people that make ideas happen. Because once you unlock this formula, there's no reason to stop. You just get better and better at it. You just make so much money out of it. Welcome back to the studio. I'm sitting again in my shed. In my, this is coming up to week four of isolation. If you listen really carefully, I think you can hear the chickens down the back end of my shed. But today's episode's not about any of that. Um, it's a good news episode. It's been a lot of doom and gloom. It's nice to talk about something positive today. Talking about the new Tesla that I've ordered. Now, I've never had a new car ever, 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 ever. And I've been driving for the last 30 years, always bought secondhand cars, probably up to my 10th car now. Always, always second-hand cars. I know that they go down in value rapidly. Uh, I'm not... I mean, it's the second most expensive purchase that people generally make during their lifetime. Cars, um, they go down in value as soon as you drive them out the showroom. So I'm very, very reluctant to buy new cars. However, I've made the exception. I'm a big Porsche fan. However, I've actually ended up buying a Tesla Cybertruck. Now, the beauty of that is... My kids are on to me all the time about how old my car is and the fact that they, they're they not embarrassed about it, but everyone else at school is getting new cars and we've always got the oldest one. I sort of like that. But with the, with the Tesla Cybertruck, I've got to wait two years. I've put my $150 deposit down and there's a two-year wait. So um, anyway, I'm just going to tell you all of the background to what I've done, the whole uh, story behind the car, a bit about Elon Musk. So let's launch into it. November 2019, Elon Musk did his launch. Um, I, I saw it on the internet. I think it was on the news. It went global. He launched a new ute, dual cab ute, which um, it's actually based on the Warthog from the computer game Halo. Now, that was a big game that I played when I first got married, so 20 years ago. I played it uh, till I got through the whole game. I haven't really done that before, but um, Sophie, my girlfriend at the time, wife now, she was into it as well. So we used to play it together at night, and it was awesome. I think it was on the Xbox 360. Um, Yeah, it was just... So it was a first-person shooter game, but they had a vehicle in there called the Warthog, which was a four-wheel drive sort of amphibious vehicle which looked space age, um, was jacked up, massive wheels, used to spin and slide through over hills. And there was a gunner mounted in the back of it with a machine gun. So you needed the second player could operate the machine gun and spin around while you're driving. and It, it was a really good, fun vehicle to drive. Anyway, here we are 20 years later. someone's has actually gone ahead and designed that car and made it into a ute. And if you compare the photos of the Warthog versus the Cybertruck, they look very similar. So Elon's come out at the launch and said, the highest selling car in the US is the F250 Ford ute. And the design really hasn't changed in 80 years. And it's it's big. Um, it's very popular with the guys. And the, the reason I'm into utes and um, uh pickups is because they're just so practical I mean I've got a Prado station wagon but I love it I cannot any other car that I get is a compromise I mean yesterday I drove to a property that I've got and I had a ladder in there I mean how many cars can you fit a ladder inside the Cybertruck's going to be slightly different it won't fit inside but it'll fit in the tray but I I mean I've got seven properties now so there's always something breaking at one of them so I'm always needing to pick up stuff from Bunnings uh, um I've always got my tools with me. I carry my DeWalt set of tools everywhere I go. I feel like I use them more than I use my calculator. So anyway, back to Elon. He's so he's decided that he's going to revolutionise the way that people who drive utes um, look at them and, and, and actually utilise them. He's come up with an electric ute, dual cab. I think it's actually got a bar seat in the front, so it's a six-seater. Uh, and it's incredible. It outperforms the F250. There's videos on YouTube of it. Towing in reverse with the F-250's wheels spinning uphill. So you've got these cars have basically reversed up to each other, they've been attached with the chain. The Tesla Cybertruck is more powerful and pulling this. This is this, this is the prototype of the Tesla Cybertruck. Just the one-off that was built for the launch. That that prototype is so powerful, it's pulling the F-250 backwards as its wheels are spinning on the bitumen up a hill quite extraordinary to watch really but so it's it, it's faster than a 911 it, so there's there's three different versions that you can get i think it's only the the tri-motor so you can get one motor two motors or three motors um i've ordered the most popular one which is the two motor the three motors the one with the the, the outstanding specs it does zero to 100 kilometers an hour in 2.7 seconds which is a faster than a Porsche 911 the range is for, for the tri-motor is 800 kilometers now I've gone for the the dual motor. It's the the only one that you can get, which is um, four wheel drive. So the the, the the single engine is is obviously two wheel drive, which would be rear wheel drive. But then the two end two, two motor version is four wheel drive. So I've gone for that. That's the cheapest version that basically does everything I want. The tri motor is a bit, I think, extravagant. It's another I think thirty or forty thousand Australian on top of the price which I'm paying, which will be 80,000 Australian, which includes the, it's not the autonomous driving feature, it's now called full self-driving. So it, it can drive itself, but because of the legislation, uh, you have to still have your hands on the wheel and not be disengaged when you're driving. You can't be asleep. Um, I think there's a work around with that. I've seen some YouTube videos where uh, people actually squash a orange in between the horn and the top of the steering wheel and it thinks that your hands are on the wheel. Um, and then you've got full... I'm not I'm not recommending that for a moment, but that is one of the ways I think that you can overcome the um, full self-driving mode and, and make it autonomous. But anyway, th- this one that uh, I've ordered for, I've gone for the self-driving or autonomous feature, that's another eight and a half thousand US, but if you think about it, hopefully in two years' time when they change legislation, I'm hoping they change legislation here, imagine if I could do emails and phone calls on my way to, to school drop-off and then to the office um, at my early rate i only have to save a few hours every week and it's paid for itself so i'm thinking that that's a really good investment well, not that it's a good investment but it's just a really good way to go uh, in the us driving teslas around is free there's uh, tesla charging stations all over the place I think it was Elon's goal to have all of those charging stations powered by solar panels. I'm not sure whether he's actually met that requirement or lived up to that expectation, but it was a bold statement that he made. But if you imagine, um, good for the planet, these cars, they don't need servicing. All you need to really do is put tires on them. Um, Maybe the batteries need replacing after 10 years, which I think would be really, really expensive. I plan to offload mine way before then, and if I like it, get a new one. Um, yeah, so if, imagine if they're all powered by the sun. I mean, how good is that for the planet? It's just, it's, it's free motoring effectively once you've got your infrastructure in place. I spend, my Prado long-range Kakadu is really, really expensive to fill up. Like, it's $200 for a tank of petrol, and that lasts me 800 kilometres. Um Big car, really good for towing and got all the mod cons and everything, but it's just the petrol it goes through is it's horrendous. And I'm looking forward to basically removing that weekly expense or fortnightly expense of $200 and replacing it with this new car, which will be free or if it charge, I mean, I've got solar panels in my house, so in theory it should be free. But even if I have to pay electricity to charge it overnight, well, oh, I think that's going to be a lot cheaper than, than $200 for a charge. Now, the, the, the reason that I got sort of interested in the Tesla Cybertruck is really because of the strong, well, the, the really good reception that the that the, that the Tesla 3s have, have been receiving now. Yeah. They were bought out to sort of rival the small cars in the US. I think that that was really aimed at the BMW 3 Series, which has been really, really successful. So Tesla came out with the 3 Series, Um I was listening to a podcast by Noah Kagan, it's called Noah Kagan Presents, he does a show every week, if you haven't checked it out, go and listen to it, it's really, really good, it's just an interesting entrepreneur based in San Francisco, I think he actually might be in Austin, Texas now, maybe he's in San Fran, one of the two places, really good podcast, really enjoy listening to it, Um, he was overseas and he said the first thing that he looked forward to when he got back from overseas was driving his Tesla 3, I thought that's a really weird thing to say, like, I'd never, if I'm having a great time overseas, look forward to driving my car when I got back. I mean, I, I like my cars, but they're a means to an end. I'm, I mean, my cars aren't anything um, flash, but uh, I just thought that was a really weird thing to say. And so I then thought about that for a couple of days and I thought to myself that I had a client who I'd organised the finance for his Tesla 3. So I might, maybe I was away at the time. I thought, maybe I, I think I might have been on holidays. Um, I think it was Christmas holidays, beginning of this year. So when I got back to the office, I made a note to follow that customer up and just see whether it'd be possible to go for a test drive in that car. So um, I rang him, and long story short, he said no problems. I'm coming into the office to do something in a couple of weeks' time. I'll bring my car and we'll go for a drive. So um, and he's a pretty he's a, an electrician and he's big on solar installations and Tesla backup batteries as a um off-grid solution to people who want to basically save on their electricity bill so he's right up there with his creativity his his um the the way he runs his business a really successful business that he runs uh he was in the office and we were talking about a restructure working through a few few things and i i saw his car parked out the front and i didn't really want to bring it up at the end of the meeting that i wanted to go for a drive and we were running late and there was a person waiting for my reception so it was a good timing but he, we finished the meeting um right on the hour. I when when he first walked in, I thought we'd be done in thirty minutes, but so much other stuff come up came up that, um, we ran right down to the end of the time, and I think there might have been five minutes before the next meeting, or that that person was definitely sitting at reception. And I felt so guilty walking past, but I, he said, "Do you want to go for a spin?" I said, "Absolutely." So we walked out to the car. It was a white. Tesla 3, about four months old uh, and I was thinking, you know, I've, I've been in those sort of situations before where uh, when you're walking out of the car you think do I walk to the dr- driver's side or the passenger's side anyway, he was he's a really cool guy so he, he said, so you're driving so obviously yes, I mean so I jumped in the driver's seat, I asked him for the keys, he said there are none, it's my phone so we both Know even just getting in the door handle was a bit unusual, and I'm still just a bit freaked out by that. But I, I sat in the driver's seat and I looked at the at, at the steering wheel. and There's no speedo behind it. it the, the speedo was a, a it was looked like a, basically an Apple iPad in the middle, like mounted between the passenger seat and the and the driver's seat on the dash. Um, and that was weird because uh, everything was on the iPad, so. Uh, reversing camera, um, sat-nav, heating, cooling, stereo, and speed, Um, and also charge. So I'm I'm sitting at the wheel, and I've I've, I've seen the screen, and everything's starting to light up, and I'm looking for the button to press. Well, I didn't have a key, but I'm thinking there must be a start button. There was no button. I said, Nat, where's the button? He said, there is no button. So I put it into reverse... And all of a sudden the screen lit up, the iPad screen lit up into a, re- a massive reversing camera that filled up the whole screen. And I was impressed by the resolution of the screen. So we reversed back, so it was, it was sort of really weird because you, you can't hear any noise. Um, so I put my foot down and it started moving. And then I I must have subconsciously put my foot on the brake because you could do, do a three point turn to get out of my front yard at my office, it's a bit tight. So I put it into drive. And then we accelerated slowly, crept towards the road. And I sat on the curb waiting for the cars to clear before I turned left. So we pulled out into the road and it was still it was accelerating. But as soon as we pulled it, the, like the response was instantaneous. So with a petrol or diesel combustion car, you've got to put your foot down and there's a there's a lag. I mean you get used to it after a while, but you've got it, you're thinking about it, you're putting the diesel or the petrol into the engine you're injecting it in there, you've got to wait for it to ignite and explode and and then your power occurs after that. Whereas with the electric car, it's sort of like direct, you push your foot down and the electricity current fed to the motors is instantaneous. So it felt a lot more, like a lot quicker to take off on the mark. We're driving in the 60 zone and so it didn't take me long and the, the 60 zone is sort of gradual downhill. So it didn't take me long to get up to 60 and then he said, floor it. So I floored it. And I think I drew, quickly went up to 90 in the space of um, another 50 meters, 100 meters. And then it was like I was 30 Ks over the limit. So I had to back off. But I took my foot off the accelerator and it automatically started slowing down, which was a really weird sensation. It was like normally with a car, even an automatic, more so with a manual, if you're in neutral, it just sort of glides. Whereas this one, you could really feel it pulling. Uh, slowing down and I looked at that and I said "What? it's, it's breaking and he goes yeah it's charging the, the, the batteries up and I said has it got brakes? I mean I must have used them before when I pulled it but I didn't because of course of course it's got brakes as well as this sort of charging when you're just rolling I think it's smart enough to realise that if you're rolling you're either on the limit and want to slow down or you don't know where you're going Well, I didn't really know where I was going and I didn't want it to slow down so both of those things applied so I, I indicated left We went down a side street and then I was sort of confident. I said, Does it got a stereo? And he goes, Yeah, let me turn it on. So he had some, um, it it automatically synced to his Spotify playlist, which was was unusual music. I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, yeah, it it wasn't my taste in music. But anyway, the stereo was really good. So I cranked that up and no distortion, just pure sound quality, really good. But just really basic and simple, like everything in that car. Had been like deleted, and then they'd only put back what you desperately needed. And when they put it back, they made sure that it was premium quality. So, like the sound system I mean, I think that in every car, you need a really high quality sound system. I mean, it's ridiculous if you've got to buy a Porsche or whatever, and then you've got to pay another 15, 20 grand to get the Bose sound system. It should just come as a standard. So, the stereo was amazing. Um, Sat nav was just awesome uh high resolution just little picture i think of the car moving down the streets um i think it was much more high tech as you would imagine with the tesla uh than what's in my prado where it just shows streets and doesn't even really show you where you're sitting in the streets um yeah this was this was really really good i think it showed buildings and maybe a 3d perspective as well uh and then heating and cooling and that was it and then we, um, so I just drove around the block. It was, a, uh, I think, we, so we drove up that street, on left onto Ferguson. And at that point, I said, are you happy with it? And he said, absolutely love it. He said, Kim, anything Elon Musk does, you've got to get behind. This guy's so far ahead of the pack, it's not funny. And I was hooked. I, like, And that's what Elon says with his cars. He, they don't do very much marketing at all. It all. The product, if it's good enough, it speaks for itself. And, and this definitely did, I, so it was a five-minute drive and we got back to the office and I was hooked. Um, and I'd had a customer who three months before that, uh, he, he'd sort of indicated he was interested in a Mercedes, so I've got connections with Mercedes, so we sort of went down that track. But then he came back a day or two later and he said, look, I really feel as though I should get an electric car, and I just thought he was saying that a bit soon. Like, we weren't really at the point where cars, electric cars were... Um, where they needed to be. I thought it was about two or three years before they were sort of like mainstream. Um, And and the ones that I'd looked at were always too expensive. Whereas this price for this dual cab, okay, it might be 20 to 30,000 more than a Hilux, which is probably the benchmark for dual cab utes in South Australia. Um, But really, if you factor in that you've got no repairs and no petrol ever, um, I think that that, and it's also, uh, I guess you're paying a bit of a premium for some sort of car that when you first look at it, it, looks weird, but then it grows on you and you think it looks amazing after a while. Um, so, and, and the resale, I think on them is really, really high as well. Um, and so I I was hooked after that drive. Like, so th- this is the thing with Tesla is you, you go online, th- there's no dealerships, you, you and, and, and I was speaking to Nat about this, um, he said when he bought the three, he bought it, ordered it 18 months ago, didn't really hear that much and then three months out from when it was actually about to be built, I think he got an email. Um, there's no dealership, so he was just like um, emailing someone in, I don't know whether it was Australia or San Fran um, and... They told him that his car was being produced and when it was likely to be delivered and how much more he had to pay. And just online, he chose all the the fit out options and it arrived on a truck and someone drove it to his house and did the install, which I think, or the handover, I think these days is as basic as just hooking up your phone and, and explaining a little bit about the car and maybe where you get it checked, if there's anything that goes wrong with it. And, and then he, he, the handover guy just left. And I think he was just a subcontractor working for Tesla. Now, you think about the overheads with Mercedes and BMW and Toyota with what they spend on their dealerships and their stock on the, in, in the car lot out the front of the, these, these massive car, car uh, retailers. Like The overheads must be horrendous. And all of that must come into the, the actual um, purchase price that you pay for the cars. Tesla stripped all of that back. I mean, they're a US company. Um, I don't think that the mainstream population in Australia is aware that you can still you can buy them and that they come out right-hand drive as opposed to left-hand drive, and you can order them online and you've got to be patient, and when they're ready, they, they make an amazing car. So with this, um, you know, I, I think it was time, like I've had my car uh Five or six years. Sophie's had hers nine, I think. So it's probably like I don't want to do anything with my car just yet. But two, I, I knew that there was a two-year window that you have to wait for these cars. But hey, um, I went online. Um, it's a hundred and fifty dollars to put a deposit down, and I read all the fine print. I love doing that. The fine print basically said that if you change your mind, it's a refundable deposit. So there's no risk. Um, so, I mean, like. I remember going into the Porsche dealership and I was about to put a deposit down on a Porsche um, as a, in a speculative way. Like I didn't really want a Porsche 911 and it was going to be a GT3 RS, which is, I think is 440000 I was interested in buying it to on-sell, like there's a 12, 18-month wait. But if you buy the launch colours, um, you've got to put down a $5,000 deposit. You can come out on top and sell your place in the queue, provided that, no one at Porsche finds out about it. Well, this one, $150, I think there's something in the, in the terms and conditions that says that you can't sell your spot in the queue, but maybe there's, well, I know there's a whole industry based around getting around that. I'm not suggesting I wouldn't buy it for myself, but if I wanted to change my money, mind and get my money back, $150, hello, uh, you can do that. So there's really no downside to it. I mean, he's made the entry into that market so easy. Uh, And, and, it appears to me that no one actually knows about it unless you've got someone who's who's a raving, raving fan Tesla Tesla owner. How do you know? I mean, this launch was in uh, November last year in the US um, and really there's no mention or reference to Australia um, once these cars start driving around the streets in Australia. And I'm surprised when I speak to people about this because I'm recommending this as a as a little coup to um now, I'm not, I mean, work out if it's applicable for you, don't go on my recommendation, because there's no point in buying one of these cars if they don't, if, you know, just on the fact that you're going to speculate, I'm not suggesting that for a moment, but I'm just saying that if you are thinking about upgrading your car, and you are like me, where this car suits your lifestyle to a T, then you've got to give this really serious consideration, this is a really, really good option for you, and, and they're not that expensive in my opinion, right? Like, I mean, I was going to buy a Mercedes X350, and they basically start at 100 110. This is way better car, much cheaper, um, and and huge upside in in terms of operational costs and wow factor. So um, yeah, 150 deposit. What a great idea from Tesla. It's it's and you put on a credit card. It's it's affordable for everyone. Um, I, so let's just talk about Elon for a moment. Um, I did a podcast about 12 months ago, it could have been two years ago, on the demise of this electricity grid in South Australia. What basically happened was the South Australian government got into massive amount of debt and started selling off our public utilities to claw back some debt. As a shorter, It was a really stupid move on their behalf because what it meant was they got cash up front, but we as consumers paid more for the rest of our lives. So um, I don't think they really thought that through when they were doing it. But anyway, um, so we we sold off the Electricity Trust of South Australia to a Hong Kong consortium for a billion dollars. Now, a billion dollars back at the time was a lot of money. It still is today. However, our electricity bills have gone through the roof to the point where it's exorbitantly expensive especially for commercial operators to just pay their electricity bill each month now everyone was hoping that would never get to that but unfortunately did but what actually also happened was i think two years after they actually took ownership is they spent nothing on infrastructure so every time there was a um, massive storm and towers blew over there was no backup system and we're up in the adelaide hills we were without power for five days Anyway, Mike Cannon-Brooks, who owns Atlassian, um, was horrified that the lack of infrastructure, in the, and it wasn't just South Australia, it was also, oh, no, it was just South Australia, but somehow he was in Sydney and he heard about this. So he put a tweet out to Elon Musk, who was doing a lot of work with the solar panels um, and the Tesla uh, power packs to, to uh, bring, to, to make, Electricity creation, much more affordable, much more um, uh, of of a serious option for people instead of buying electricity off the grid. So Mike Cannon-Brooks put a tweet out to Elon Musk saying, can you fix South Australia's electricity grid problem? And he came back. Elon tweeted, yes, I'll fix it within 90 days with some super batteries. And if I can't, I'll do it for free. So anyway, word got back. Well, everyone went wild over that sort of tweet but the south australian premier contacted elon direct got a quote gave him the go-ahead and they built a massive solar battery farm in the mid-north now it the the battery farm is uh well um no one really knows the specifics on it it's just that if there's a power outage i think that the batteries can run the grid for maybe three or five hours. Now, I would've thought that should've been three or five days, but maybe that's better than nothing. And maybe it gives consistency to the grid. I don't even know whether we've used the battery yet, and the super battery, and I don't know what it costs. But anyway, Elon came to the rescue, looked like a hero, came out, did the unveiling, flew up to mid north South Australia, obviously in his private jet. I met a few people. I think everyone who bought a Tesla at that stage was invited to the launch of this battery farm, uh, the, the battery facility. Um, and I knew one person at the time who was going up there. Um, I don't think they met Elon. But anyway, the Elon came out to South Australia. Um, and he, he was also the person behind PayPal. I don't really need to give him much of a background, much of an introduction, but he, he's, he's behind SpaceX, the boring company, the flamethrowers. He had six boys with his wife, Justine. Um, one died of sudden infant death syndrome, which must have been horrendous. He's got five left. But his work ethic, he talks about the days when he was in PayPal and he, he and his brother from South Africa uh, worked like that horrendous hours, slept in their building while they were coding underneath their desks on the floor in their office. So that I think that's the hallmark of these super successful entrepreneurs. They're just workaholics. They push, push, push until they are successful. Um, they can't help but succeed. If that project doesn't win, it doesn't make it, they'll come back, they'll reinvent themselves and do something else. Or if it's not hitting the mark, they will readjust, recalibrate, and then go hard again. Um, but I, I just heard an interesting uh, talk on Elon recently saying that, uh, well, Tesla uh, shares, I'll give you some of the numbers, so 15th of October they were $257 this is on listed on the Nasdaq in US dollars they're currently $573 at their peak on the 20th of February 2020 they hit $899 a share now this what what a what, what a success story like this is this is huge um, if you put your money in there in the in, in that company in the course of 6 months you've almost um, You've tripled it, almost tripled it in six months. That's phenomenal. So it's, it's come off the peak. It's come, it's come down. It's more realistic now, that number. But really, that company is based on Elon Musk. Now, he's he, he uh, he's been described as like a juvenile. Um, so he, he says crazy things. He's, he's a brilliant mind. But if something happened to him, Telstra would be in big trouble massive trouble. So um, the podcast I was listening to said that if he keeps up those horrendous work hours, he might end up being admitted to rehab. Then what happens to Tesla? So they were talking about it from an investment point of view, but I just thought it was an interesting concept that I'd never thought that he would ever go into rehab, but um, your body can only do so much and you uh, constantly pushing it like that is not sustainable. So, Let's hope he doesn't go into rehab because I want my car. Um, But it's a very real possibility. Now, the launch, getting back to the launch, when he did the launch of the Cybertruck, uh, yeah, so it's, it's basically got bulletproof glass and the panels are made out of steel, rolled steel. So it's not the plastic car that we're used to with plastic bumpers and, if you crash into something, it crumples like treading on a Coke can. This is much more robust, so you could probably think about touch parking if you needed to, which is what everyone does in, in Brooklyn anyway. But at the launch, something went drastically wrong. When it was unveiled, everyone went crazy, and Elon Musk was on stage, standing and talking about all the features of the car, mainly about the performance, and everyone was blown away. But then he brought out a guy with a sledgehammer to show the bulletproof capabilities of the windows. And he s- hit the passenger side window as hard as he could with a sledgehammer. Ex- and everyone was expecting it to bounce off, but it actually smashed the window. And then Elon said, oh, it must have been a bad window, so try the the, the window behind the passenger seat. Um, and that smashed as well. But, and and... <laughs> uh, Elon's words were oh my effing God which sort of suggested to me that it wasn't the setup but it went viral on the internet everyone said how can they do this Um, so he got extra publicity out of it It, the the recovery comment which was actually interesting was um, I've done this before and this was just um, classic Elon he said a comment which didn't really make a lot of sense but at least it didn't go through the glass now I thought that was quite clever because out of this really negative situation, he's actually turned it into a positive and moved on. Um, That was more powerful than the actual window smashing for me, that comment. Um, Now, the resale value is a big factor in motor vehicles as well. Uh, When I placed my order, which is probably about two months ago now, I looked online for Teslas. There were only two available secondhand in Australia. I checked again today. There's now 109. Um, I'm not sure whether that's because of coronavirus, whether I didn't do the search criteria correctly back then, but even so, so I still think that's a very, very low number. And even if you're looking at the Tesla 3s, the ones with 3, 5, 10, 15,000, it's almost like they are uh, not discounted at all compared to their purchase price still very new cars so i think that the resale value is going to be really really good um but again um even if i had to keep this car i'd be more than happy keep it for 10 years uh even if the batteries went flat and i got nothing for it um motoring at the cost of eight thousand a year uh and that includes everything apart from tyres, is really, really cheap in my opinion for a brand new car that is amazing in terms of driving itself and um, all the mod cons. I I know what will happen with this. I'll buy it and my boys in two years' time will all have their licences and so I'm sure that they will probably grab it and I'll keep my Prado. But I'm, I'm happy with that. Even if I do end up with it, that's a bonus. Um, it has crossed my mind buying two, but then I read a, a, a Instagram post today where I saw Warren Buffett is still driving his 13-year-old Cadillac. So, and I read an article yesterday by the Barefoot Investor about the importance of um, bouncing back from a setback like coronavirus and the importance of just paying off your urgent debt and building up a bit of a stockpile. Um, as a bit of an emergency fund to pay for things when the world comes crashing down like it is in the COVID-19 situation. Um, So I've held off on buying the second Cybertruck. The the, the car's also got valet mode, which I think uh, is probably really, really... Good. Now that means that you can be standing outside your restaurant in the pouring rain under the veranda, press valet mode. Now, wherever you've parked the car, it pulls itself out of the car park. Presume, I'm not sure what this is on. Maybe it is on a street. Uh, I'm thinking it's like at a wedding venue or something like that, which is all private property. It, It pulls out of the car park, drives itself to you, and picks you up. And you can also, with your phone, turn on the heating and cooling. So, If it's in the parking lot, two or three minutes drive away, when it arrives, it'll have all the heaters and everything going and you won't even get wet. Thinking a bit outside the square, you could potentially not have a car park and send it to do Uber driving during the day if you work in the city. How cool would that be? And then just program it to end the Uber driving when you finish work. That's good. So it could be making money and paying for itself while you're sitting at the, your desk in the office. I'm not sure I'd like that feature. i be too worried someone would damage it, but it is a novel thought for autonomous cars. Um, I think that there's been a massive number of cars orders, ordered. Um, I think it's it was 200,000 within a month, I think, of the launch, which doesn't really worry me because uh, Elon's very... Keen to get his production up to like 4,000 cars a week. Um, But I think unfortunately the orders are blown out to 500,000 now for the Cybertruck. I'm still patient. Even if it takes me six months, a year longer, I don't really care. I'm just looking forward to getting it. My name's in the queue. When it comes up, I'm ready to go. So that is my little spiel about the car that I've ordered. Um, I'm really excited about it. Um, thanks for tuning in and listening if you can as a massive favour please leave a review on iTunes it would be much appreciated and stay safe